Hi, this is Dr. Karen Horton from Johns Hopkins. In this lecture, we're going to be discussing the patient experience in radiology. A few years ago, we had a departmental retreat where Dr. Fishman and I were on a committee to talk about helping with patient care and patient satisfaction. And one of the outcomes of that committee was that we thought we should bring in experts from outside radiology, and actually, in most cases, outside medicine and hear what they had to say about customer ex the customer experience and improving customer care. So that's what this lecture is about. So what we did is in 2014, 2015, we had 10 experts from outside the field of radiology come to talk to us about customer service. And I'll go through each of the people and tell you the top points that I learned from them that I thought we could apply to our department. So the first person we met with was Paul Greenberg, and he's the former president of SFX Entertainment. He was also CEO of College Humor Media, and he was also president of Time Incorporated, the Lifestyle Groups. And one of the quotes that I found was important that he said was, only do what only you can do. And I really took that to heart because as a leader in our department, I think it's important for you to focus on the high end of your job description and do the things that it's really important that you personally be doing and be able to delegate those other things to your employees. One of the things that he really stressed was that it's important to spend a lot of time hiring people. And we often spend a very short time hiring people and then a lot of years dealing with the people that we hire afterward. So I think it's good to spend a little bit more effort in the hiring of people. And he makes a point that you definitely want to hire people smarter than you. And that way you'll be challenged and you'll get things done. And then really trust those people that you hire to do their jobs appropriately. And then you can focus on doing the things that really only you can do as a leader in your practice. So for example, for him, that would be really high level things like strategizing, determining what the strategy is for that business and make sure that you communicate that strategy to the other employees. And so everybody is on the same page about what the company or what your radiology department has to do. Again, he says, put a lot of effort into hiring the right people and then training them well. You want to make sure that they're doing the job that you're hiring them for. And people who are not performing up to your expectations, you need to take care of those. And he you know, makes the point of fire fast. So if you hire somebody they're not working out, you get rid of them right away. You don't try to get rid of somebody after 30 years of poor performance. So hire the right people and get rid of the people who aren't working. Um, deal with hiring mistakes immediately. He also says then as you know, on the high end of your job description, you're going to be helping people. So your job is basically to remove obstacles from people that work for you so that they can be more productive and succeed at doing the things at which they excel. And then also the finance part, so make sure that there's enough capital to achieve the goal of the company. So with Paul Greenberg, I think the take-home point for me was only do what only you can do that really look at what you're doing as a leader in your department um, and whether this is your physician or a technologist and you want to make sure that you're doing the things that you can do and that the things that you don't necessarily need to be doing that you have the right people to do that and then really spend a lot of time hiring people training them well and be willing to fire and get rid of the people who are not performing up to your expectations. So that was Paul Greenberg. 
The next speaker that we had was Ed Catmull, and a lot of you will recognize his name. He was the president of Walt Disney Animation Studios, president of Pixar Animation Studios, and he recently published a best-selling book called Creativity, Inc. And the quote I picked from him was, a hallmark of a healthy creative culture is that people feel free to share ideas, opinions, and criticisms. Lack of candor, if unchecked, ultimately leads to a dysfunctional environment. I think that's a really important take-home point, uh, that you have to have an organization where people can be candid and speak up. He mentions that stupid and dumb things are happening all the time in every organization, and you just don't recognize it until they really blow up. And that as high, the higher you get in an organization, so as you kind of move up the ladder, you see fewer and fewer of these problems because people start behaving differently around you, and they're not willing to bring up these issues to you. So he says, at a, as a leader in your organization or your radiology department, you never really have a complete grasp of what's really happening on the ground level. So it's important that you have an organization where everybody feels empowered to suggest ideas and make contributions and to alert you to any potential threats that are out there. That's really critical if you plan to innovate and be creative. So anybody should be able to voice an opinion. Whether it's the cleaning person, technologist, a nurse, the person at the front desk, all those people should be able to speak candidly and let you know if there's a problem or if they have an idea how to improve things. That you shouldn't necessarily make people go through certain channels. Like, you, oh, no, you can't, you can't tell me that there's a problem. You have to go to your supervisor, the tech supervisor, who then will go to the manager, who then will go to the administrator, who then would go to me. So I think that that's important because you have to realize that great ideas and innovation can come from anywhere in your department. It won't necessarily come from your top administrators or your top physicians. You know, technologists might have a great idea or even the cleaning person might have a great idea. Um, so you need to be able to brainstorm. And again, he talks about candor. It's essential that you want to make sure that when you're in the boardroom or when you're having a meeting that people are honest if they think the idea is stupid or if they think it's great or if they have alternative ideas that you can't have more honesty out in the hallway after the meeting than you did actually in the meeting so that's important it's very dangerous if everybody in the meeting is afraid to speak up so you want to surround yourself with people who are honest and who are not afraid to disagree with you and not afraid to be candid with you and make mistake making mistakes should be acceptable especially early in the process, right? So again, it's fail fast. If you're going to make a mistake, you know, when he makes movies, so he wants to make a mistake in a movie after he spent a couple million dollars, not after he spends a hundred million dollars, right? So you want people to be honest. So if something's going bad, you want to find out quickly. Okay, so that was Ed Catmull. And then one of my favorite speakers was Horst Schultz. And he's the chairman and CEO of the Capella Hotel and Resort Group. He used to be the president of the Ritz-Carlton. So this was a great speaker to bring in because who better to talk to us about customer service than somebody in the hotel business? And he's been in the hotel business, you know, for 40 years. So what he says is, all too often people ignore my advice. Audience members somehow disregard what I have to say under the misguided belief that their industry is different than mine. Let me assure you that our industries are not so different and that we both share a primary goal of serving the customer. So he was very interesting because he said the hotel business is exactly like the radiology business, that there's a lot of similarities. And his first point he made when he spoke to us is that he would say radiology department may be composed of some of the best radiologists in the world who know more about radiology than the competitors, 
but it won't really matter. It doesn't necessarily matter if you don't really understand how to optimize the service that you're providing for your customers and your patients because they don't necessarily know that the radiologist in the back room is the best subspecialist in the world, right? What they're seeing is they're judging you on what the waiting room looks like, how friendly the technologist is, the lady at the front desk, what the parking lot attendant was like. And so you have to pay attention to those things. So he makes the point of that there's three customer expectations in any business, including radiology. Number one is timely service. He makes the point of like in the 50s and 60s, so like our parents would wait five minutes in line at a hotel before they'd start to get antsy. Today's people, so if you take the millennial generation, they'll wait 40 seconds before they start fidgeting. And so it's no longer acceptable to make people wait. And and why this is a custom in radiology and in medicine in general that we think it's acceptable to have a patient waiting in the waiting room for an hour, I have no idea. Because there's no reason for that. That a patient should come, they have an appointment, you expect them to have that appointment on time. And sure, emergencies come up in any business, including radiology or medicine, but it shouldn't be accepted that a patient would have to wait so long for a radiology study. So I think that's important. So the first thing was timely service. The second thing is a good product. Makes a point that not that's not the only thing that matters because patients sometimes are unable to fully appreciate this, the quality of the product you're providing. Now, of course, it's good patient care, but they won't necessarily see that part of it. But that's assumed that we're going to provide a good product. And then to be treated well. So this one is extremely important and usually overlooked in medicine and in a lot of radiology departments. The lady at the front desk or the man at the front desk has to be friendly. The bathrooms need to be cleaned. You need to pay attention to the patient, not just treat them like cattle in a waiting room. And those are the three main things that he stresses, whether you're in the hotel business or the radiology business, that you need to pay attention to. Again, like the other two speakers, he stresses that your top priority should be hiring the right people. So you're not necessarily hiring someone to fulfill a purpose. You're hiring someone to join the team and be part of the team. And he wants people who are happy, who want to be part of the team, want to create excellence, and who enjoy their jobs. He doesn't want to hire people who are there to get a paycheck and don't really feel that they're contributing to the mission or to the strategy of the department. And he mentions that his employees stay with them for years and years because they feel valued and they're empowered to make decisions and they contribute to the success of the company. And when he first came, we said, well, you know, the Ritz-Carlton, that's different than Hopkins. You hire better quality people than we have, you know, in the surrounding East Baltimore community. And he said, you know, we have our Ritz-Carlton in Baltimore. We hire the same people you're hiring. And then we said, well, you're paying them more. You know, Hopkins doesn't pay a lot. And he made the point that they pay them the same rate every other hotel pays them. So how do they get qual- higher quality people? They demand higher quality. And so people want to work for a place like that. So uh, he says the success of an organization is highly contingent on having the organization filled with leaders rather, rather than managers. Leaders, they don't give excuses. They're positive. They are optimistic. They're driven where managers are more concerned about, you know, daily things or covering up, um, you know, mistakes and things like that. So you really want to hire people to join the team and be part of that culture. Next, we have Eric Becker. He's a venture capitalist. He's co-founder of Sterling Partners. So he was a very interesting speaker. And the quote that I picked from him was, 
what are you tolerating but you shouldn't be? So that's a very powerful question. So in your organization or in your radiology department, what are you tolerating that you know you shouldn't be? And why are you tolerating that? He makes the point to say follow the customer, right? Go where the patients are. Target those making the decisions about health care. Know who's making decisions about health care. Uh, in a lot of cases about radiology, you know, it's the patients themselves or often in families it's the woman, it's the mother or the wife who makes the health care decisions. And people vote with their feet. So if you're a radi- let's say you're a radiologist in private practice and you have a competitor in town and they're doing better than your practice, you have to find out why is that? You know, you should visit that practice. Why are people, do they like to get their x-ray done at practice A instead of practice B? Is it the, you know, the physical plant? Like, is it, does it have to do with their offices being nicer or the people are friendlier or is it easier to make an appointment? Is it the parking free? Those kind of things are important. And that human performance drives outcomes. So again, your employees are very important. In medicine, we always say the patient comes first, but I'm really rethinking that. I don't think necessarily we should say that the patient comes first because your employee should come first. So how would you expect your employees to treat your patients with respect if you don't treat your employees with respect? So I think that's important. And also Horst Schulte, the guy from the Ritz-Carlton, he made a point when he was at the Ritz-Carlton, he had a saying, we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. So they made a point of treating their employees the same way they expected their employees to treat the hotel customers. And I think that that's important, often often overlooked in medicine. So you want to help your employees be successful. You want a work environment is very important, right? Comfortable, creative workspace. He talks about open workspaces. I mean, you don't want to have tiny little offices where nobody speaks to each other. These have to be open, collaborative workspaces where people share ideas. And then again, what are you tolerating what you shouldn't be? Are there people with poor performance? Well, you need to deal with that. Negative attitudes, these things become pervasive. You need to take care of that right away. Is there a feeling of helplessness? You're in trouble if your organization is one where people think, why should I work harder? Why should I try to do an extra patient? Why should I stay extra to give the patient what they need, right? If you have a department like that, you're in trouble. Commit to getting rid of negative employees and underperforming employees. Again, you can see that this is a common theme throughout several of the speakers. Then we have Marla Kaplowitz. She was the CEO of MEC of North America, and that's a media firm. And her point, uh, the quote that I chose from her was, people, then products, then clients. And I touched on this. She felt that you have to put your employees first, then your product, and then your clients. So for us, in radiology, that would mean put your radiology employees first, then your product, your radiology and your reports, and and then the patients. And that's really revolutionary for medicine where we always put the patient first. But I think that you may be right. I think that your main focus should be on your employees, your products, and then naturally if you have good employees and good products, they will then treat the customers well. She makes a point of being a leader in your group that it takes strength to make change and it takes drive because if you talk about changing culture, that's an uphill battle, but it can be done. And her main focus when she took over at her company was to um, get rid of the negative people. So you want people who believe in your company and you want good products to sell 
and then you want to make sure that you're meeting the customer needs so that the culture of your company is going to be critical to this. And she really focused on the happiness of her employees. And that might seem silly to some people, but that was really the key of her turning her company around. Because if you have happy employees, that will drive the success of your business. And you will have much more creative and productive people and you will retain your staff. And she felt that some people are just naturally happy. I think we all know people like that. And some people are just naturally negative, but you can learn to be more happy. So she had people come in to teach them how to, um, you know, work-life balance, how to have a happy work environment, the, you know, physical plant of the offices. How is it laid out? Are there uh, convenient parking? Is there, you know, is there resources for child care? How is the offices set up? Are there common spaces? Things like that. And, you know, just coaches to tell them how to feel grateful, how to nurture positive relationships, how to learn optimism, and then avoid or eliminate the negative people. So if really negative people, basically she would get rid of them. And over time, people become generally happier and the negative people will be less likely to speak out in a meeting or least less likely to say negative things when they're surrounded by positive people. And I think she really has a point that if you have a happy work environment, that makes all the difference. So, And a happy culture attracts happy people. Okay, so that was the first five speakers. So we're going to stop here and we'll pick up the second five speakers next time.